Well, hello and welcome, everybody. This is your host, Ken D. Foster, and today I have a very powerful show for you. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering when you walk down the street, do you look at individuals and do you wonder who they are? Do you ever judge people, you know, by the size of their body or by their hair color or by their, uh, how they're showing up? Do you do that? I'm wondering, hmm, well, today is a show that's probably going to change your life because I have a uh, powerful guest. We're going to be talking about uh, uh, transgender today, and we're going to be talking about not really just transgender. We're not talking really about that. What we're really talking about is you and how do you take your mind and outpicture it in a way that uh, supports not only you stepping into your own power, but empowering other people to do the same. That's what we're really talking about. We're really talking about a story uh, of a friend of mine who I've known for four years, who has gone through some life uh, life challenging changes, but has become the most amazing version of himself or herself that she has ever experienced. So stay tuned. This show is going to be a different show, and you're going to be a better person for listening to it. Take care. We'll be right back. Are you feeling stuck or in a holding pattern with your business or life, and you're not doing the things you want or love? Then at some point, you're going to be faced with a decision. You'll either choose to keep living in your comfort zone and risk a life of mediocrity, or increase your courage, step into your power, and forge into the unknown, where everything new becomes possible. If you're truly ready to live masterfully, then you need Ken D. Foster's newest book, The Courage to Change Everything, Strategies and Wisdom to Transform Your Life One Day at a Time. This powerful but simple guide provides you with 365 days of life-transforming wisdom, profound questions, and action steps that will increase your strength and open the doors to success. Stop wondering why your business or life isn't working. The answers are available now. Imagine if you had more courage or another chance to start following your dreams. To pick up your copy of The Courage to Change Everything, visit thecouragetochangeeverything.com. That's thecouragetochangeeverything.com. Have you recently used your phone, computer, and Wi-Fi and wondered if they might be affecting your sleep, focus, or possibly even your well-being? Living Design Technology has investigated recent developments in how electromagnetic energy coming from a variety of sources, including cell phone, Wi-Fi, microwave, radio, and TV, are impacting people and their environment. They have developed simple, effective tools that support the harmonizing of the electromagnetic energies present in your home, office, and car. Living Design Technology works by providing the information nature needs to balance the electromagnetic energies in your environment. It's amazing. Nature is actually doing the work when Living Design Technology is present. Find out more at livingdesigntechnology.com forward slash courage and put in the code COURAGE to get 20% off 
your first order. And uh, welcome to the show, Emma. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. Well, I'd like to give everybody an introduction of you, Emma. Emma is the owner of AMFM 247 Broadcasting, and he is also the owner of uh, Galati's Goodies Natural Dog Treats, and she has her own radio show. Uh, it's Emma's World. And she loves traveling, being adventuresome. Uh, you know, she loves, uh, she's a big Judy, uh, oh, Disney fan, uh, likes to ghost hunt. And uh, in every way, Emma, you're just like a typical American, you know? But uh, most people don't realize uh, that I didn't up until a few months ago that you have an amazing story. So I'm hardly wait to dive into this. So question for you. Um, well, let's let's just dive in. Why don't you tell us your your story of uh, of how you transformed uh, into your true self here in uh, in the last uh, few months? Sure. Uh, first, I guess the the most important part is is I'm intersex, which literally means I have both reproductive systems of a male and female, which is kind of interesting because literally I had the ability to to choose what I wanted to be but I never had the opportunity to do that until just recently. And I, it's a, it's a weird situation because through school, it was a, it was a really, it was a real struggle. You know, I didn't want to lay down to anybody that this is who I was. And I was literally kind of pushed to be the male side because my family wanted, wanted a male and it was kind of hard to see the, the, the female side. So it was kind of destined for me that's uh, that that's what I have to do I always knew something was wrong and it took me a while to to accept that and when I tried to go out and literally change it the lie was too great and so I said okay I'll just be who I'm going to be and this is I guess how my life is going to be stuck and in 10th grade I started developing breasts and I thought at first it was cancer but I wasn't quite sure when I was in 11th grade, because I moved from Connecticut to here, the cutoff date for my age was in September. So literally I was held back, even though it wasn't my grades. So I was 18, my the beginning of my junior year, and I had a full-time job and I had my own insurance. So what I decided to do was go to the doctor. And then's when he confirmed everything that I thought was weird. And that was that I had, I was intersex. So he found out that the, the it was not cancer, it was breast development. And he found that I had a working uterus. So my bleeding ulcer was not a bleeding ulcer. It was a physical menstrual cycle. And the way that he decided to just stop it was he goes, you could go on a pretty heavy duty testosterone regimen. And my testosterone was already extremely low. And my estrogen levels were at normal levels for a female. So I did that. And I regret that. And what ended up happening was everything kind of went back to normal. I started developing my secondary uh, male characteristics, which I didn't really have until my junior year, partial senior. And um, when I got out of school is when I decided to stop it because it was making me very sick. So what I decided to do after that was everything, I lived as a man the rest of my life for 42 years. And then in 2019, right before the Super Bowl, I slipped and hit my head. And I hit it so hard that I, I don't know how I'm alive. I don't know how I'm alive. 
And what I noticed was about seven, eight months later, the breast development started hurting again. I could feel the, the, the little hardness under there. And I was like, okay, uh, here's where we go from here. So I decided I had two choices. I could take the medication and take the testosterone, stop it dead in its tracks, or let it go and see what happens. And I decided to let it go and see what happens because I really didn't want to feel sick again because I have MS too. And the testosterone actually made the MS worse. And in fact, when I stopped the testosterone, I was in bed for three months. I could not move. I was, they tested me for ALS and all other kinds of stuff. And I didn't really want to go through that again. I mean, that, that's, that really was terrible. So I just let it go. I told, I told my, my, my wife and I told my friends that were really close to me because I didn't know how this was going to work out. And with, before I knew it, this is what you got. Uh, I haven't taken any hormones until about three months ago. And they put me on that only because of the fact that my levels are bad and they didn't want me to have cancer, especially with my uterus and everything. Well, I, I just, I bet my audience has a lot of questions for you. I'm going to try to ask them for my audience. And um, so what, what I understand is you were born with uh, both uh, female and male body parts. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, great. And then your parents decided that they, they wanted uh, uh, to, it, to go down the boy path to be a, to have you as a little boy. And so you, you know, you've had, um, you've had the experience of being a male and now a female. Um, how does that mess with your psyche? How, how does that? <laughs> Whew, that's a, that's a, that's a tough question. It does mess with it because like I said, growing up, I wasn't interested in the things that typical men were, you know, I, I they wanted to football. They wanted to play cars. They wanted to play GI Joe's. They wanted to play, uh, hunting and wrestling and and everything else and video games and I wasn't into any of that so I was like I would watch them and see how they did things and see what they liked and I would mimic it so I literally went through life mimicking everybody else and I couldn't be my true self because I wanted to do flowers I wanted to I wanted to uh, you know go shopping I wanted to to cook I wanted to bake I wanted to do all that kind of stuff now, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's stereotypical male or female, but what they were more interested in, I wasn't. And so when they went out to go do things, I couldn't do it. I just didn't. I just wasn't able to do it. So did, did that I mean, lead to bullying? Did that lead to, um, you know, yeah, a lot of t- a lot of suffering on your part is what I would guess. I know you can't see it here, but right. Oh, you can kind of see it. OK, yeah, this side. This white spot right here yeah. was when somebody blew a can of foam insulation in my face because they thought I was gay and I had to have it scraped off. And I'm missing some of my eyebrows here um, and stuff. So I have to take cosmetic things to make myself look normal. And then I also had like bat wings that came under here because somebody threw some chemicals in my face. Oh. Um, I had been run over by a car, uh, hit and, and slide. I have been physically just verbally bullied. I have been uh, attacked with a knife. <laughs> you name it. Wow. And okay. it's, it was tough. I'm so sorry you had to go through those things. And, you know, I, it, that's why I wanted to do this show. Um, you know, I, I think that, uh, and I got to take a break, but whenever you get back, I want to address the, um, you know, what what's going on out there with people? Why Why is it that we have our, we are so gender phobic and we are so judgmental and so critical of others that are different than us. You've experienced the negativity of this. How do we change mindsets in America? We're going to be talking about that when I get back from this break. So here we go. All righty. 
There comes a time when you know you need to restart and regain control of your life. A time to seek freedom from the anxiety, addiction, and other issues that may be bringing you down. A time to heal and re-emerge as the real you. Villa Kalima is a holistic residential recovery program exclusively for women for individualized treatment. Villa Kalima offers proven clinical and holistic therapies for the mind, body, and spirit to assure sustainable recovery. Villa Kalima focuses on healing the cause, not temporarily masking symptoms. It's the only way to truly recover and find yourself again. Villa Kalima is located in a beautiful, peaceful, resort-like setting and is a licensed and accredited residential treatment center accepting a variety of health insurances. Start your healing and renewal today by calling Villa Kalima in La Costa, California at 760-814-8214. 760-814-8214. Villa Kalima, a place for transformation. Do your legs ever feel restless, swollen, or fatigued? Do you ever get cramps that disturb your sleep? You might be suffering from chronic venous insufficiency, an extremely common problem affecting about 40 million Americans. The good news is that help can be found with VitaSupport MD's Vein Formula Supplement. Their Vein Formula Supplement supports normal venous function and was created by board-certified cardiovascular surgeon Dr. John Chuback who made it his mission to provide the highest quality supplements using only the best ingredients and relying on scientific research from around the world. Dr. Chuback is at the forefront of educating physicians and patients about the important role dietary supplements can play in the management of vein and lymphatic disease. It was his passion that led to the creation of VitaSupport MD. Live a healthier life with VitaSupport MD's Vein Formula Supplement, available at VitaSupportMD.com. That's VitaSupportMD.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Well, welcome back, everybody. Uh, this is your host, Kendi Foster, and... Uh, Welcome back, everybody. This is your host, Kendi Foster. And today I'm talking with Emma Dowd. Um, Emma uh, grew up knowing something wasn't right, even at age three, but didn't know how to communicate it to her parents uh, that uh, she was a female and not a boy. And Emma was born intersex. So if you are paying attention to this conversation, you're realizing that uh, this is a powerful story. And Emma, I'm so glad you're here. Um, you know, there is a lot of anger and hatred and a lot of, you know, a lot of misinformation out there. Um, what do you tell people that say, hey, you know, you I, I knew you was a boy. You're always a boy. I, what, now you're a girl. You're confusing me. What, what? Why would you do that? You know, those 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 folks. What what do you tell them? I tell them I'm still the same person on the inside. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what I see on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have the heart. I still have my soul. I still have my mind. I have everything that I've ever had before that you loved and and were a part of and wanted to be my friend because of it. I just look different. And what they don't necessarily realize is that I was this way my entire life. So when they do kind of bring up stuff, I try to. Well, well, when you say when you say that you were that way your entire life. So that means you must have been a great performer or an actor your whole life, because a lot of people knew you as a male. 
Yes, they did. And like I said, like you said, they, uh, I, I was acting my entire life was an act. Yeah. And I think it's, I think we need to do a couple things. I think what we need to do is we need to educate people about things because people are more afraid and will take more offense to things that they don't understand. And that's, that's reasonably so. Second part I would say is that we got to stop labels. We put labels on everybody for everything. I mean, other than if you didn't know I was male, would you care? No. And the other thing is, is that we got to stop this mentality that everybody has to accept everything about us. I don't, I know that there's going to be a lot of people that won't accept me for this and that's okay. I have no problem with that. I just want to have the same respect that you would give anybody else, no matter what. So we could still be friends and you could still completely disagree with me. And I think that's, that's a beautiful thing um, where we can have different opinions and, and ex- respect. I, I, I agree with you. Let me, let me ask you this. Cause I bet there's people on the, on, on the line wondering sometimes about their own identity and, and who they are, you know, when you found the courage to be you, what happened? That was probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Um, yes, I had the courage and I wasn't scared, but I wanted to be believable. That was my biggest thing because I knew what I could look like. And I pretty much look like this in my mind. The problem with it was, is how do I get that? Because I destroyed it. So at first it was like, I went through a couple of different stages and, and the first stage was to tell my, my closest friends that I knew wouldn't judge me, but the ones I didn't want to lose, because if I did, I would be in trouble. I needed that in case something went bad. The second part was, was discovery and, and trying on new things, trying on different types of clothes, try, learning makeup, doing all that other kind of stuff. So I could be who I'm supposed to be and who I was supposed to be anyways. The third part of that was to tell friends and, and, and some, some, family, mostly my, uh, mostly my friends. And the fourth part was that was my, was my parents and my, my true family. And that was leading up to the possibility of being rejected by my family. I would hope that that would never happen, but it does. It's a, it's a very real possibility. So the biggest thing I had to worry about was rejection by people that I just did not want to lose in my life. Hardest thing. Well, would you say that as a result of making this choice, um, you sleep better at night, you you have more energy, you have more you, um, like physically, mentally, emotionally, physically, how did it impact you? Big time. Uh, I went from I went from stressful because I would literally have to pretend I, could, I had to watch what I say. I had to watch how I say it. Uh, mannerisms, you know, hand gestures, whatever, whatever these little things that you see typically of somebody I had to hide. So I had to think about everything I was going to say. I had to watch how he was going to say it. I had to say it with a certain tone of voice. And by the time the day was ended, I was exhausted. And so I needed a specific time between like 11 and like one or two in the morning just to calm down and, and reset myself, reset my energy. And then I was able to sleep. And I was looking at maybe like three to four hours of sleep a night if I was lucky. And that, that took a toll on me. No, I can imagine. So I'm wondering, too, how did this impact your relationship? You've been married 20 plus years. And one day you wake up and you say to your your wife, um, honey, I'm I'm uh, I'm not a male. I'm, I'm a female. And I and I I'm going to express this in the world now. How did how did that work for you and her? That destroyed me. I knew I was going to hurt her. And I, I, I ironically, I knew in my brain that this would never come out. But that was a lie. 
And I was kind of giving on false hopes that that would never happen. So when it did, I literally had to, I just basically humbled myself. I said, look, this is what happened. This is how I've been my entire life. And I said, if you really look back at some things, you'll see the signs. A, I didn't like, I didn't like wearing clothes. I didn't like going out and going shopping for male clothes. I hated myself. I hated what I had there. Um, and she couldn't understand that. Um, just different things like that. And she goes, oh my God, I didn't ever think about that. But she goes, now that I see it, yes. Like I love princess movies. What guy likes princess movies? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Well, I like princess movies, but I like my wife. So she likes to watch them. So, um, you know, but, you know, I, I, I don't have any problem expressing my feminine princess energies and my male energies and, you know, being nurturing and kind and loving. Some men are, are threatened by that. They think they need to be this macho uh, person. Well, you know, your wife, I bet, went through some terrible thinking. You know, you had to change your thinking around this. Um, are you guys still intimate? I mean, you guys still together in that, in that way? We're still together. Um, yeah. Ironically, I never completely worked. So the only way that I would is if I went under heavy testosterone and it was very, very painful and it didn't even wasn't it wasn't good. Yeah. So I just kind of chalked that up to my MS and I kept telling her it was my MS, but it really I knew what it was. I knew what it was. Do you think MS had uh, something to do with you? Are you taking all these uh, hormones and stuff like that or originally? Yeah, it yeah. did. And I, I had problems through school. But it really, I've noticed the pattern starting to change when I took the testosterone. And that's why I didn't know what it was at the time. I didn't know I had MS at the time. It wasn't completely diagnosed because I only had like one or two symptoms. But when I got off of it, I was on bed rest for three months. Uh, I could not move. I could not function. They thought I had Lou Gehrig's disease. Luckily I, for me, I didn't have that. So um, I went through a lot of testing and it eventually led out to be an MS in 2014. But it should have, it probably would have been a lot longer had I not taken the testosterone. Probably. Um, so how's your health now? I mean, do you feel like you have more energy, vitality uh, today? Uh, do you think you're going to live longer as a result of these decisions? I think with the reduced stress, yes. I have had a lot less MS attacks because stress can actually inflame the MS. Yeah. And so I've had a lot less of that. I'm sleeping better. I'm trying to eat better. Um, I'm taking care of myself because I didn't take care of myself before. So, you know, I, that's why I had those lines on my face and I, I just didn't care. Yeah. And so now I'm able to take better care of my body. I've been walking more, um, trying to keep up a, a, a body that I would see myself as because now that I can be myself, that's what I want. That's what I want to look like. So yeah. I think health wise, yes, I am. I am making myself healthier just by being me. Wow. All right. So I want, I, I'm wondering, what is your message to the world right now? Um, you know, we're in a, uh, in a, in a, uh, a real transformational time and you know, everything we thought was a certain way, <laughs> it just isn't. A lot of people are going through struggle and challenges like that right now. You've been through a big transformation since 2019. Um, I guess, you know, what's your message? What have you learned and what's your message to the, uh, to the world, um, uh, right now. You can accept somebody and love somebody and not accept who they are as like a transgender or gay or anything like that, or even religions, whatever it may be. 
but treat them with respect because they are human beings and they, we are all here together to live this life that we never were chosen to be put here to do. So let's be, let's be kind, let's be loving and let's be at least understanding of that person and just realize that we are all brothers and sisters. I also don't agree with people shoving things down everybody else's throat. So that can cause a lot of this as well. Um, you know, it, it's okay, whatever you want to do with your life, because it's not going to impact anybody else's. And so I just, says, I just say live who you are. But if you are something like me, or you are transgender, I strongly suggest that you do a lot of research. Uh, I'm doing research now because I have some things that are coming up that could literally impact my health and everything else. So I am going to do the right research now as opposed to just listening to people and taking the testosterone like I did before. And I think that we need to know the pros and cons of everything because yes, the testosterone did what it did, but now I have to go through having my face burned off with lasers to remove the hair because it will never stop. I have to, but it will eventually with that. It's painful. I have to take different types of hormones now because the testosterone Im impacted my estrogen. So now I have to take it as a supplement, not to change, but just to stay healthy. Um, you know, things that like if you are a guy and you want to become a girl, you got to remember boobs are not easy to get rid of. So, yes, they can. You can go backwards on anything, but it's not necessarily going to be the same. So before you do, well, you know, you know, the other part of this is that, you know, in, in, I, I love what you're saying. So make make the right choices. Think this through. Make it make it, uh, you know, really tune into that. And uh, Jason, let me. Uh, sorry, Emma. Um, you know, I, Emma was Jason in my life for many years. And now Emma's Emma. Emma's her true self. So people, uh, if people want to uh, connect with you, um, how do they do that? You know, people have questions like, oh, my gosh, I, I really I need I need some answers to some of my questions I've got going. Um, is there a way that uh, they can connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can go to Emma's Diaries, D-A-I-R-I-E-S. I screwed up. I was doing it late at night. So I added an S at the end of it, dot com. Um, I post a lot of stuff there about what I go through with my MS. And of course, you know, the different things I run into with, with products that I've been running into and testosterones and, and estrogens. And I talk a lot about, about that. So if, if you want to go in there and check it out, you can. Um, you can also email me directly through there. You can find me on a bunch of different social media. My Facebook is emmalyn.dowd1. <laughs> um, my Facebook, my Instagram is fallenangelm, E-M. Uh, Snapchat is emmalyn2020. And a bunch of other things. I love answering questions. I want to educate you. Okay. Well, listen, I'm out of time, my friend. And uh, I hope you come back. I really enjoyed this. I think we just scratched the surface. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we really need to take this uh, to a new new level. And uh, although your web, one of the websites is Fallen Angel, I would say you're Empowered Angel. <laughs> and it took a lot of courage for you to come on this show and do what you're doing and changing your life and setting an example for others to step into who they are. No matter, you know, when you can let go of judgments of what other people think about you or who who they think you are, and you can step into your own power, life changes and you get better. Thank you again, uh, Emma, for being here. I really appreciate it. And for all of you, I want to just remind you to connect with our show on VoicesOfCourage.us, subscribe to our YouTube channel, 
And, uh, of course, you know, Jason's uh, uh, network, AMFM247, is a network that I am on. So check it out. Go to AMFM247.com. Find out all the shows that are on his network. And thank you all for being here. I really appreciate all of you listening to me and telling your friends about Voices of Courage. Take care until next time. Welcome, everybody, to another amazing show today for the Voices of Courage show. Today, we're talking about money, and we're talking about money and you. We're talking about uh, courage to become financially empowered. And I have a question for some of you out there. It's not everybody, but some of you. <clears throat> In fact, there's a big, a big group of you that this applies to. Are you still chasing money? Are you in a place where money is not just flowing in your life on a continuous basis and so you're having to chase it all over the place? Well, if that is you, stay tuned to this show. This show is going to help you to actually create the mindset to be able to have the money that you want and be able to increase your cash flow, increase your profits, and have more peace of mind, have more joy in your life. Isn't that a good idea? I think it is. So I hope you will stay tuned and I'll wait till you hear the guest that I have on the show today. You're going to be blown away. I've written a new book. It's called The Courage to Change Everything, Daily Strategies and Wisdom to Unlock Your Genius, Your Soul, and to Transform Your Life. So it's daily strategies. I wrote this specifically because over the years I've noticed in my own life and in the lives of my clients that, listen, a little inspiration doesn't get it. A little wisdom doesn't get it. A little action doesn't get it. It's daily, dripping on the mind, dripping on those actions, taking specific focused actions towards your dreams and setting specific goals, right? Goals help us to transform the little self into the possibilities that we have in each of us. All of us are given dreams. And if you're sitting there and you're not manifesting that dream, it's just a little bit of you is chipping away every day that's not happening until you finally wake up and say, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to connect with something greater than myself, my force, my God, my life, my universe, whatever. I don't care what you call it. You tune into that force and that's what's going to get you to the next level. everybody this is your host kendy foster amanda welcome to the show how you doing 
I'm great, Ken. Thank you for having me. Well, I'd like to give you a formal introduction to my audience. Uh, Amanda Francis is widely known as the Money Queen, and she's going to be sharing the secrets to financial empowerment today. She's been doing this with clients all over the world, and uh, today you get to listen to her. She is a business coach. She is, what else? You're a minister. You're a mental health counselor. Uh, and she's learned lessons in business and her knowledge of spiritual and energetic principles to create a multi-million dollar global empire. This lady knows what she's talking about. Okay, Amanda, I want to jump right into this. Um, all right, you, you know, you, uh, you, you have a story. How did you get from nothing to having a multi-million dollar empire? <laughs> It really was nothing, let, you let me tell you. I am from a tiny town outside Tulsa, Oklahoma, lower middle class family, mom cleaned houses, dad worked in a steel mill. Um, long story short, I'm a minister turned therapist, turned life coach, turned business coach for life coaches. I created a digital course to help life coaches start businesses eight years ago now, and in the time since, I've created 30 plus digital programs to help women become empowered around different aspects of their finances or their businesses. Well, I love that. And, you know, of course, in the uh, business coaching arena, I've been uh, in that area for 26 years. I think it's about uh, last time the International Federal Coach uh, Re uh, Association did an inter uh, a uh, survey Somewhere around, I don't know. It was at the top twenty percent are really making any money in that business. So you you've uh, managed a way to really help these coaches to have their businesses and take them to the next level. That's yeah. awesome. Um, let me ask you this: What stops most people from having financial success? Feelings of worth. More than anything, we don't feel good enough for it. We don't feel worthy of it. We don't believe we came from a family like that or a place like that to know how to make it, maintain it, handle it, keep it, use it. We have a tremendous lack of trust in ourselves. Um, and anything you don't feel worthy of or capable of or deserving of, it's hard to allow in and then do good with, you know, maintain and keep. Yeah, you know, I was in that business for about 10 years and all of a sudden I, I had this insight. Hey, what's changed from the time I started uh, as a business strategist to 10 years later? And of course, my fees had gone up substantially, but my coaching had basically stayed the same and the principles that I use had stayed the same. So I, I validate what you're saying. The only thing that really changed was my value, how I valued myself and what I was doing for my clients. Right. How you think of yourself, what you believe is possible for you. And that determines how you conduct yourself in the world, what actions you allow yourself to take, what you even try to go for and then keep at with courage when it gets hard. Because all business will get hard in moments. All transformation will. Well, it does. So you, people can look forward to it being difficult, but not impossible. I think that's the no. key. So yeah. when, um, you know, when you had your own transformation, how did you build your self-worth? How did you start to feel worthy of having uh, wealth? One thing that really helped was to look at women who reminded me of me, 
who it shouldn't have been possible for them. And it was, they figured it out anyway, they managed anyway. So when you see, and that's one of the things I strive for is to be an example of what's possible for someone who it shouldn't have been possible for. So that was one key thing, finding people I could look to, and there weren't necessarily many, but the few mattered to me. Um, And then there was definitely times of why not me? Why not me? When I'm looking at these other people who are doing well, making money, making a difference, they have purpose and impact and income, like, are they necessarily better than me? Are they better at me at whatever their skill or gift or trade is? No, not really. Like, why not me? I had to stop associating myself with only the place I came from, the family I came from, um, and a lot of lower middle class mentalities. I had to break away from that and learn new ways of thinking, new ways of being, new ways of conducting myself as someone who could begin to become what I call the wealthy woman, which is just a financially empowered woman who trusts herself in her life and her business. Well, I love that. You know, my latest book that you just saw, the commercial, The Courage to Change Everything. And um, <laughs> it sounds like you changed everything. Uh, you changed to everything. Step- yeah, yeah, yeah. What, um, you know, if uh, somebody's listening to this, well, I, I don't want to get into that. Let, let me tell, talk about your book. You okay. have a book. You, you know, that's what caught me. You know, when I, when I, we have about 600 people applying for this show every month. And when I saw the title of your book, I went, oh, she's got to be very interesting. So <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> the book is called Riches F blank CK. And um, how did you come up with the title? So my name's Amanda Francis. So over the years, I've had, you know, that AF, that as blank in many titles. My team is Team AF. We've been playing off the AF thing for many, many years. Um, as far as rich AF, it was a financial empowerment book for women, and I had to get their attention. There's so many books on money, and a lot of them aren't very good. A lot are really discouraging or fear-based or shame-based. A lot really lack depth or nuance or substance. And I was like, well, one, my job is to get their attention, right? So the cover of the book is me in a bathtub of $100 bills. And, you know, as much as I'm a good teacher and coach, I'm also a good marketer. You have to be to run a business. And I needed a cover and a title that would get people's attention. If I get your attention long enough, I know I can change your life, but I got to get your attention. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. What sets that book uh, apart from other books like it? There's a, like you said, there's a ton of financial books out there. Um, a lot of heart, a lot of depth. It's not cliche E. It's not just law of attraction E. I mean, we talk about energetic principles that are similar to the law of attraction, but we go so much deeper. I think my background in therapy helps me tremendously to understand the psychology of money and the psychology of people's mindsets around money and how we think about money, what we feel about money, how we have guilt and shame and blame around money. So I do a really great job uncovering and stripping back the layers of our story and our history and our past and our pain with money so we can clear some of that away tap into what our desires actually are believe in ourselves go for it i mean i'm not saying there aren't other money books that are also good but people are reading it saying i've read every money book and i finally get it thank you i mean that's what the reviews say over and over that's interesting well you know i i gotta take a quick break when we come back i want to talk to you about a lot of people like 
they start having money and they read the book, they start having money and now it stops. Yeah. How do we address that? So we're going to address that when uh, we come back here. There comes a time when you know you need to restart and regain control of your life. A time to seek freedom from the anxiety, addiction, and other issues that may be bringing you down. A time to heal and re-emerge as the real you. Villa Kalima is a holistic residential recovery program exclusively for women for individualized treatment. Villa Kalima offers proven clinical and holistic therapies for the mind, body, and spirit to assure sustainable recovery. Villa Kalima focuses on healing the cause, not temporarily masking symptoms. It's the only way to truly recover and find yourself again. Villa Kalima is located in a beautiful, peaceful, resort-like setting and is a licensed and accredited residential treatment center accepting a variety of health insurances. Start your healing and renewal today by calling Villa Kalima in La Costa, California at 760-814-8214. 760-814-8214. Villa Kalima, a place for transformation. Do your legs ever feel restless, swollen, or fatigued? Do you ever get cramps that disturb your sleep? You might be suffering from chronic venous insufficiency, an extremely common problem affecting about 40 million Americans. The good news is that help can be found with VitaSupport MD's Vein Formula Supplement. Their Vein Formula Supplement supports normal venous function and was created by board-certified cardiovascular surgeon Dr. John Chuback who made it his mission to provide the highest quality supplements using only the best ingredients and relying on scientific research from around the world. Dr. Chuback is at the forefront of educating physicians and patients about the important role dietary supplements can play in the management of vein and lymphatic disease. It was his passion that led to the creation of VitaSupport MD. Live a healthier life with VitaSupport MD's Vein Formula Supplement, available at VitaSupportMD.com. That's VitaSupportMD.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Well, welcome back, everybody. It's so good to have you back. We're talking today with Amanda Francis. We're talking about money and how you can actually have it. We're also talking about her new book, Rich as F Bleep CK. And uh, okay, stop start patterns. Why do we have stop start patterns? Why do we move forward with money and then take a big step backwards? That's the question. I think a lot of feast and famine kind of uh, patterning is you make money, you don't feel comfortable with it, you don't feel worthy of it, you're kind of secretly in fear around it, and then you wipe out and you you create an expense that wipes out the money you've created. We do the same thing with debt, with savings, with anything. So if you have, you, and everyone watching can think about this in their own lives, is there an amount of money you never seem to have more than in your checking account, but never seem to have less than also? We all have these set points that we're kind of used to when it comes to every account we have, our income, our debt, 
all of it. And someone's minimum, the amount they can't imagine having less than, could be a negative number. Someone else's could be $10. Someone else's could be a million dollars. It doesn't matter. We tend to have an amount we don't allow ourselves to go over or under. And when we get above that amount that we're used to without truly being comfortable with it, ready to trust ourselves with it, ready to do the thing with it, believing that we will know what to do, how to spend, how to save, how to behave without that inner confidence, we'll often sabotage it. It'll go to nothing and we'll try again. And sometimes we'll say, oh, this money stuff or this manifestation stuff doesn't work for me. Well, Amanda, how do we heal? How does somebody heal? If let's say they have a set point that uh, they can't earn over $10,000 a month, how do they heal that set point? You got to look at it and admit it. You got to look at what you're afraid of. What are you afraid is going to happen if you get above that amount? Is someone going to be mad at you? Is your family going to disown you? Is the tax man going to come get it all? So we have to look at it, tell ourselves the truth, identify our fears, and then discredit our fears. Find new, more supportive stories and examples that validate that we can make more than $10,000 a month and handle it and keep it and use it and all those things. Um, Because what will happen is, like I said, you'll get it. And if you're not internally ready for it, comfortable with it, you'll lose it every time. Interesting. Well, you know... I, uh, I I see this in many clients that they have these set points. And so your first uh, uh, solution is acknowledge it. Can't change yeah. what you can't acknowledge it. Yeah. And then do they have to go in and clear subconscious beliefs? Do they have to form new habits? What uh, what do you what do you think there? Everyone's a little bit different for me and many of my clients. I think this is pretty common. Once you go like, oh, like, oh, cuss words. <laughs> oh, the word that's on the cover of my book. Oh, my dad never made more than X a year. I'm afraid of what it will mean if at this age I can make more than he ever made. That's why I can't let myself get past blank. So sometimes that acknowledgement, that revelation, that will move some energy, that will shift some things, that will change some things in our conscious and our subconscious. And then I believe that once I'm like, okay, I'm ready and willing, I'm available for more. This is the direction I'm going. I will make blank, whatever it is. You know, when I get to that place where I'm willing for the steps, for the guidance, for the direction, they seem to come. Sometimes it's a book, a teacher, a podcast, a meditation. Like if there's some other thing I need to do other than just acknowledge, identify my fear, you know, discredit that fear, not live by that fear anymore and decide and choose a new way. For many people, there's nothing more powerful than an intentional decision, an empowered, energetic, internal decision. Okay, I see this. This is what I'm doing. I'm not going to do it from here on out. But I think anything else supplemental, when we're ready and open and willing and looking for it, it always shows up. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I think there's another piece to that too, and um, like to uh, to address that. Um, before I do that, though, I'd like to know where people can get your book at. Oh, okay. So my book is on Amazon. If you type "rich as R," wait, sorry, F asterisk C K. So the 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 technical title is the F word with the star for the U. So if you type in "rich as blank Amanda Francis," it'll come up. You'll see it's. 1500 reviews and it's often a bestseller in many categories you'll find it if you look on amazon also on barnesandnoble.com um i've seen it on walmart.com i've seen it on if you google it you'll find it it's in places okay good okay well 
I want to, I want to find, I'm Googling it right now because I want to find it. I want to put it, uh, put it in the, uh, in the stream here. So here's the other piece that I think. Um, It seems like a lot of times people just play too small. And what, what happened, you're right. They just play too small. So, um, you know, it's, it's hard to make, you know, double your income if you're doing the same thing over and over again and playing too small. So how do you recommend people, you know, increase their bigness and step into a, a much bigger game financially? I think one main thing is getting really honest about what you want. Like my bigness and your bigness and someone else's bigness can be all different things. So I think one of the most useful questions in the world is what do you really want? If you wouldn't F it up, if no one would be mad at you, if it would work out no matter what, what would you actually want? We have to tap into our actual desire because we're all playing under the fear and what we think is not possible and all this stuff all day long. But when you tap into what you really, really, really actually want, there's a lot of motivation there and a lot of excitement there and a lot of momentum there. So that's one of the big things is you might say, I don't want Amanda's life. I don't want it to look like that. I don't want like an online presence. I don't want people talking about me. Like, I don't want any of that. Well, cool. But what do you want? Is it more than what you have now? Like, awesome. That's the first step. I really like that. I think I like that question you just asked too. What do you really want? What is it you really want? I think if people were to spend uh, maybe, uh, you know, 10 minutes a day on really asking that question or writing it down yeah. and getting clear with it and then stepping, stepping into courage, then, uh, you know, because it does take courage to do some of these things that yeah. um, people, uh, you know. What, what do you think the greatest fears are that stop people from uh, generating wealth? I think we're all afraid of our greatness. We're afraid of our greatness, one. We're afraid of being perceived as bad. It's not popular to be rich in many ways, especially right now. We're afraid that if we're rich, we'll be greedy and we'll be selfish and we'll be the people who are keeping other people down. And we have all this like ideas around money. It's the root of all evil and all this stuff. But what I found is that like good people do good things with money. Good hearted people do good hearted things with money. Money is an amplifier. It doesn't change you. It gives you more to work with, right? So we're afraid that money could make us bad we're afraid of what it would mean if we were great. We're afraid of, like I said, I won't know what to do with it. I'll mess it up. My family will disown me and we could go on and on. <laughs> I love that. All right. So uh, savings tips. Let's talk about that because, all right. So, you know, it's it's hard to have money if you don't save money. Um, what, what are some tips around saving? Saving, I like to talk about a lot because savings wasn't very interesting to me. Like I was, you know, in my mid to late 20s, I started a business, I was making more and more money, but I never seemed to really have money. Why? Because the ideas around savings for me were all boring and based in restriction. And I like, I can't, I can make money, but I can't spend it. I can't spend any of this till my student loans are gone. It was all like messy. And finally, I went like, wait, saving money is just keeping some of it. It's just taking some of what you make and like putting it in a place where it stays there. And so when you need it for something, you can take a large amount out and like get the car, be able to do the down payment, like whatever it is. So I stopped thinking of savings as like this horrible thing I was bad at that I couldn't figure out. And I started thinking of it as like, cool. I was like, a girlfriend of mine said, it's really hot to have a fat savings account. I was like, it is hot. To have a fat savings account and i started looking at savings as fun and delightful and i started setting goals around well, what if i could get this in there what if i could get that in there 
starting with, you know, a few thousand, then tens of thousands, then millions. I have savings goals in the millions, you know, and it's fun now, but it couldn't be fun as long as, as I felt like I had to hold back and restrict myself and feel like a bad girl who couldn't figure out how to handle money and all that nonsense. I had to let all that go and just be like, it's cool to save money. I get to keep some of it. You know, I, I think it also comes down to valuing money. I think people value things sometimes more than they value money. And as a result, they don't have money. Is that accurate? I like I like that a lot. Yeah, I value money a lot. And I value respecting my relationship with it. And I value using it well in all the ways. I do like things. And I do like spending. And that's cool. But I can also like having some of it, keeping some of it, letting some of it sit there. A lot of people aren't comfortable with some money sitting there. They are so used to not having it that when it's there, they're thinking of all the things they need to pay off or buy or do. And that was a real practice for me to be comfortable with just having some. Yeah. And this thing you called a savings account. anything over the years, it's been patience. And I think money and patience go hand in hand. Like Warren Buffett, I think he invests in like three things a year. So yeah. less is more. And he, you know, he doesn't ever sell. Okay. So it's it like, out. you know, uh, you buy a house and, you know, and, you know, instead of mortgaging the house and leveraging your money and, you know, and taking out a second and a third and you, you, you don't do that. You have patience to let it sit and grow. Hey, what do you think about that? No, yeah, no. I love, I mean, I love any opportunity to leverage money. Um, when I was starting my business, I strategically and intentionally used credit cards. And I don't feel bad about that. That was the resource I had. And then I paid them off and I'm proud of paying them off. And I have a mortgage on a couple of investment properties. I have a mortgage on a home in West Hollywood that just sold that I'm really excited about. Like, I think we have to use what we have available. And we're, we're all in different starting places with different things available. So for me, I look at what is available now that I can use to better myself? Someone might say it's bad or wrong or not the way you're supposed to do it. Like with my example of I couldn't enjoy any money till my student loans were gone. Well, that's not the way I did it. I paid off the student loans and I enjoyed my life. And as I made more and more money, I paid off bigger chunks on those loans until those loans were gone. So I don't, I think the energy of restriction makes it really hard for us to get momentum around money because we constantly feel like if we're not sacrificing and restricting, we're doing it wrong. I don't think that's the only way to better ourselves. Well, I agree with you, too. And I think there's a, a difference between, uh, you know, uh, investment and speculation and and just gambling. Right. So, you know, you're, you're you're talking about, you know, using it wisely, you know, you're investing it wisely, you know, maybe speculating because you're at an age you can speculate. But, you know, I, I don't think I'm not hearing you say, well, go out and, you know, go buy a lottery ticket and go gamble. No. Yeah. No, that's that wouldn't be my that wouldn't be my vibe. But just for a devil's advocate moment, there are people who buy lottery tickets and they do it from an energy of believing in possibilities and good things can happen to me. And it doesn't mean they're do, not doing other good things. It's not that a lottery ticket is bad, but I wouldn't put all my hopes and dreams on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, I just know for what it is. It's a gamble. Okay. It is a gamble. You know, it's not a speculation. It's not a, it's not an investment. It's a gamble. You're, you know, you're going to. Yeah. But we can do all the things we can be saving. We can be intentional. We can be saving well. We can investing well. We can enjoy a lottery ticket. You know what I mean? Yeah. It can be both. And yeah, when it comes to things we enjoy with money.
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I recently heard of a fellow that uh, bought uh, $250,000 worth of lottery tickets and didn't get one winner. So, uh, yeah, I would call that speculation. That wouldn't um, be the way I would use my money. I mean, you know? gambling. No, I... What was that? It wouldn't be the way I would use my money. Uh, now, if you had 250000 you probably wouldn't be doing that. Okay. Well, listen, now, this has been really fun. Um, I, you know, I just Googled the book, uh, <laughs> Rich as F... Um, bleep uck um and i just googled it it's all over the place you can get it just about any go to target stores or walmart or wherever you know they're they're all over the place right now on yeah it's online mostly it's hard i have seen it in stores here and there but i self-published so it's not just in every store because i'm my own publisher but it is online in a lot of places that's awesome well hey amanda i really enjoyed this um uh truly uh i'd love to have you back we do we'll have to talk more about this this has been really good and um so thank you so much any final thoughts believe in yourself trust yourself go for it you're worthy you're capable why not you those are words of wisdom all righty well listen thank you so much for joining me today on the voices of courage and I hope you will continue to look for and see the unseeable and know the unknowable and do the impossible.